welcome Patreon listeners. We are so excited to kick off our new season of the podcast, season six of the Storytellers Lab podcast with Lauren Sisler's story. And y'all, I'm so excited that not only is she going to be our story within the story, but she's actually sitting right across from me. And that is so rare. So I'm Robin. I don't even do these often. So if you don't know my voice, um, Amy and Katie are not here today. So it's me sitting with Lauren. Welcome. Hello. Uh, beaming ear to ear. You know, we're coming off the summer, like a little recharge, right? Uh, Yes, rest. Rest, relaxation. Yes. And now we're cruising on into football season and getting ready for all the things that are happening. Life is just coming at us a million miles a minute, right? That Here we are. Um, and so, first of all, I'm so thankful for you, Lauren, for taking the time to do this with us today. And if you have not listened to Lauren's story yet, I'm going to tell you to stop what you're doing. Go back and listen to her story and then listen to this because it's, one, going to make a whole lot more sense. But two, um, the power, really the power in all of it is unbelievable and how God met her. And that's just going to continue right here. And so, Lauren, in your story, one thing that you really briefly talked about, but that you and I have talked about a lot behind the scenes, is you're writing a book. And so there's so many God stories in this book. There, it's just incredible. And so, one, I want you to tell all of our friends here about your book in general. But two, I would love if you'd be willing to share a few of those God stories. Yeah, I mean, this has been this has been a long time coming. I think in my mind, uh, this is a project that I've wanted to take on for many years. Uh, and I think I've been encouraged by a lot of people. Hey, you should write a book. Hey, you should write a book. I don't know the first thing about writing a book. Um, I'm not a novelist. I'm a conversationalist, y'all. Hello. Um, so I will say that it took some it took some courage over the years and really just kind of uh, igniting that fire of confidence within me to say, okay. And then I think we all struggle with like, when's the right time in our lives? Like, right? When's the right time? When's the right time? When's the right time? Uh, you're never going to find the right time. So the right time, y'all, is now, okay? So if you're questioning that. But I do truly feel um, as I've been going through this process that I came to this intersection and really truly committed myself to this project when I knew God was calling me and saying this is the right time. And I look at so many situations. You talk about God stories. I was actually just talking to my good friend, um, Cora, who has uh, worked in some uh, different areas. She went to high school with me, but she does uh, recovery. Um, she works in the recovery community at Radford University, which is close to my hometown. And she'd actually invited me back to speak at my high school, Giles High School, go Spartans, um, back in, uh, that's right outside of Blacksburg, Virginia. So um, kind of close to that area. Uh, it's called Parisburg, Virginia, where the school is. And it's crazy because I was just talking to her about me coming back to my school last year and speaking and how I'm putting all these stories together in the book. And had I have started writing my book a year sooner, one of these crazy experiences and what it has led to from there would never have landed in the book. And I've realized in this process, and so I don't want to give all the details of the story because literally, like every time I tell the story, it just like, ah, like it's crazy. Um, but when you talk about like God showing up at the right time, people showing up at the right time, like this is one of those stories. So essentially I went back to my high school. I'll give you like a little, a little snake peek. Um, went back to my high school, stood up on that stage, shared my story, 
got emotional, was super vulnerable. And these are kids that like are picturing, I mean, I was standing, sitting in those same seats 20 years ago and I'm sharing my story. I talk about my parents and how I lost them and just the shame that I dealt with and how to navigate that. And these kids, I've never, look, eighth through 12th graders, not sometimes a tough crowd. Let's be real. Um, y'all probably got some kids out there in one ear out the other. Like, I don't need, I don't need this message today. Well, let me tell you, I got the most unbelievable standing ovation from these kids. Just tears, joy, laughter, sadness, sorrow, all, all the emotions just like poured into me. And, you know, several students coming up afterwards and just saying, I needed to hear this today. And it just meant so much to me. Well, I later get a message from my friend Cora letting me know that there was a young man, an eighth grader that was in the audience that day that had gone home and told his dad my story. And uh, crazy enough, his dad happened to be the sheriff that responded to the call the day that my parents died. So when the sheriff's office got the call that my dad had collapsed, and this was hours after my mom had died from an overdose, he had gotten the call and, and showed up on the scene. And in this message that she shared with me, um, several several key takeaways from that um, that I look forward to sharing with you in the book. Um, you know, but one thing I think that really stood out to me too is, you know, he, he, he recalls like going in the house and, and sort of seeing all these things. And he remembers feeling so sad for this young girl who had to go through this. And he remembers standing there in front of my wall of trophies and medals for my gymnastics career. And he said, you know, that he, that he said a prayer for me. And I just think, wow, like how we're interconnected with people. And, you know, my parents passed away over 19 years ago and now how it's come full circle. And that young man, that eighth grader was in that seat, went home and told dad, Hey, this ESPN reporter came to my school today, started sharing my story. And that just, the dad just stopped. Um, his name is Sheriff Eric Thwaites. And, uh, you know, We've developed a great relationship. Uh, we've stayed connected. I went and visited him. So I can't wait to share all this because so much has come from it. So many powerful things. And um, I don't know. It's just, again, you think about the timing of things. Things lined up exactly the way they were meant to. And so this has been a process. It's been a healing process. And I've uncovered so many incredible things that even at 19 years, you're like, okay, how much more healing can I do? How much more <laughs> can I unveil here? Well, let me tell you, it's a lot. And um, it has just been a... Uh, you know, in, in many ways, an exonerating process. I think about like exoneration, just like freeing. I just feel so free. Yeah. That's, am- I mean, I've heard you tell that story now a couple of times and I'd get chills every single time because it's, it, it's only the Lord. It's ridiculous that, that things line up. Um, and exoneration, what a word. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, big words here. Big words here. Well, it's a big, it's a big feeling. It's a big mm-hmm. moment when, like you said, you've walked through something in- incredibly tragic and traumatic and that 19, 20 years later, you're able to see where God has set things up all along. Is there anything else you want to share about that? And then I do have one more question. I'm going to um, put you on the spot on this one. Yeah, you know, and I, and I shared this uh, 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 during, you know, my storytelling time. But, you know, after that process of getting to talk with the sheriff and I've just talked to several people in this process and 
just learned more and more things and filled in a lot of those black holes and those gaps. But, you know, one thing I also realized in this process is I think we all try to put a timeline on things, a timeline for our healing. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we're hard on ourselves. Well, you know, I should, I should be over this. Oh, this happened 19 years ago. I should be over it. Uh, no, this is a lifelong journey and healing takes time. And even in that healing process, comes more healing and more progress and more strength. And, you know, in many ways through this healing process, it's like, I don't want it to end because, you know, it's been, it's been so eye opening. And when I went back to Rutgers just a couple months ago, I remember just going into my old dorm room and just recognizing and realizing that, that what filled my spirit that day and my heart and my soul would not have been the same had I've gone back five years ago and stood in that same room. And it was, it was something in the timing of that and recognizing where I'm at in this healing process that allowed me to feel. And I think that's one thing I want to encourage people to do is to feel, to be vulnerable, to be open, to be willing to accept all your feelings, take them in. Because I will say sometimes in crying and just releasing some of that maybe sadness, that anger, whatever it is I'm feeling on the other side of it is relief. And on the other side of it is joy and happiness. And, and, and if you can allow yourself to feel some of the sadness and the struggle, it's only going to give you more gratitude on the other side when you can feel the joy and happiness once again. And it's coming. It is coming. As much as you feel like this season of life might be getting you down and it's so hard, it's coming. And I think that's been one of the biggest revelations I've had through this process. And, you know, I've worked with my counselor and therapist through this as well. But this book, as much as I, like, I cannot wait to to share it with people. And I, I can truly say that I, I almost feel in this journey that I've experienced so much healing. And then when I kind of, it's almost like handing it off and handing off the healing and handing off things to the next person and, and to say, here, take it and run with it. Own this. This is yours. This is now your story. This is now your opportunity to use this in a positive way. And really I look at my story and maybe my book is just sort of the, the igniting the fire, just, just lighting the flame and then watching it just, just, you know, just send sparks into the sky and say, Hey, I'm here. This is me. And, um, I'm just excited about it. It's amazing. I know you don't have a title, but when can people start to look for this one? They can follow you on social media. Yeah. At, tell me your- at Lauren Sisler all across the board, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, okay. uh, Instagram. And Oh, by the way, y'all, my DMS are open. <laughs> People joke with me. They're like, well, they don't joke with me. They're like, how in the world do you keep your DMs open? Don't you have a bunch of crazy people out there? I said, look, I'm a grown woman. I can decipher what is good and what is garbage. So go. I just throw throw the garbage in the trash. I don't have to worry about that. But it has brought so many great people to me. So feel free to reach out. Um, if you want to connect, chat, you know, reach out on social media. I'd love to hear your story. Love hear how love to hear how God is working in your life. And um you know, it's just an amazing thing. So yes, at Lauren Sisler. And then as far as the book's concerned, you know, we don't have a tight timeline on it. I think a lot of that's leaving it in God's hands. Right. But we're kind of navigating through football season here. Um, it's a busy time, but we're we're almost through the, the first draft of the book. And then a lot of the other things will come that have definitely um, given me a little bit of, uh, so if anybody wants to reach out and give me some <laughs> words of encouragement that like titles come to me and chapter titles and fonts and uh, the cover oh. of the book and you know, anything you guys want to give me in terms of um, what's going to make you look at that book and say, hey, you know what, I want to I want to pick that up and read it. But ultimately, it's not about me. And it's not about, you know, 
you know, the, the, the book to me is, is a tool and something that is a, a tool that's helped me to heal and to learn and to grow, but something I hope to pass on to others and use it in such a positive way that, um, you know, maybe it'll encourage other people to, to, to reach a little deeper and say, you know what, I'm going to share my story too. Well, we get that. <laughs> I understand yes. that. All right. I have one last semi-quick question that's a hard left. This is not deep and emotional. Everyone is wanting to know how you how you got to where you are now and how you became an ESPN sideline reporter. Well, so, will you tell us a brief summary of brief, how that happened? Brief summary. Well, I don't know if there's anything brief in my life, uh, unfortunately, but I will say um you know I graduated from Rutgers with a degree in communications kind of put the wheels in motion worked at a couple local tv stations I worked at uh, uh, CNBC kind of learned tv from the ground up but it's crazy I actually wanted to be a sports doctor growing up my life and then I realized like oh I'm a little too squeamish Ooh, I have a lot of PTSD from some of my old gymnastics injuries I'm like you know what nah I don't think that's for me so you know Getting into broadcasting, relationship storytelling, that was something that drew me to it. Um, you know, so I kind of worked my way from the ground up, worked at a couple local TV stations, landed here in Birmingham, Alabama in 2011. And so I'm over the decade mark. So please, y'all, give me your praises and say I'm officially an Alabamian, right? Can 100%, I say that? You yes. know, so yes, you can. Um, I, I feel like I'm on both sides of the fence as a Virginian and an Alabamian. So I'll take it. Um, but yeah, so I uh, worked there and then have worked at AL.com for several years and a contributor for them. And then ESPN, you know, gave me a chance. They said, hey, we like your work. We like your, you know, personality, your drive. And um, let's see what you can do. And so I think kind of being here in the heart of SEC country certainly helped with that. I mean, when you have football teams that win national championships like every year, of course, all eyes are on the state. You either love them or you hate them, right? Um so with that being said, my friends, uh, you know, that's kind of been the journey, uh, just working my way up and uh, making plenty of mistakes, um, you know, dealing with uh, a lot of heartache, you know, rejection, it happens and we're fighting, you know, we're always fighting for our job, fighting for our spot, but also recognizing that, you know, we are, are given this great opportunity and I, I just want to do the best I can with it. And, 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 um, you know, uh, our lives can be very fragile and our circumstances and, and where we're at, you know, I, I have great respect for what I do for a living. Um, and you know, for, for what everyone does and how they use their passions and purposes. And, you know, I'm just so thankful that God has led me here. And as I mentioned in the podcast there, you know, I truly believe this is a platform for me. Um, you know, ESPN is, is a cool job and all being on the sidelines, a cool job, but I know God's got me exactly where he wants me telling stories and making an impact on other people's lives so well friends while you were listening you heard lauren say in her story that when she stands on the sidelines during the national anthem she prays and i just would encourage you to pray for her you know what an amazing opportunity one to look at the tv and go i know her like you all know her this is so fun um but two to to just pray for her. I mean, what an open door and what an opportunity. And we um, are so excited to be able to join join arms with, link arms with you and uh, and walk through this. And so thank you so much for doing this. Patreon listeners, thank you so much for supporting us. I mean, because you all support us monthly and financially, we can continue to have incredible stories. And and this podcast gets to continue because um, because you all support us. And so thank you. Thank you for listening. And Amy or Katie will be back with you in another week or two. Bye.